And it began very simply, just like that. One by one, the sisters came. And today, we have more than a thousand sisters, and we are all over the world. And amongst those thousand sisters, we have seven American girls from your own children amongst us. And we are expecting another ten sisters to join on the 1st of June. And you will be very happy to know we have many novices. In Calcutta, we have 239 novices. And in Rome, we have 35 novices. And amongst those in Rome, we have our American sisters who are getting ready to be professed and to take the vows and then to go out and spread that love and compassion everywhere. Mother, if you were asked to define poverty, how would you define it? Poverty is a freedom. The money and the riches are not really riches. I may have one penny only, but I may be so possessive that one, that that one penny may be my master. And there may be a person who, is, who has much property and much money, but he or she is completely free, and he is the master of that property. So poverty is actually freedom of not possessing material things and other things and not being attached neither to those spiritual things, but to be free, to allow Christ to live his life fully and to allow Christ to use us without consulting us. That is freedom of poverty. And Zacchaeus is a wonderful example of that. He was a very rich man, very powerful man, and only when he realized how small he was, and he had to do a very small action to climb a tree, and we know the result, how Jesus came and called him by his name. When he was completely poor, then he was able to seek Christ, that freedom from his greatness, from his property and all that. Uh, that was his poverty, the understanding of his smallness. Mother, I, to help you with your work, you have a group called the co-workers. Would you tell us something about them? Co-workers are people of all walks of life, men, women, children, priests, nuns, and they share in the work and as I said, we take that vow of giving wholehearted service, but they share in our vow. They are very closely connected together. They help us with the work and so on. And also, it has become a way of life for them that they too try to see Christ in the poor, in their own home, in the next door neighbor, in the street they live, in the town they live, and they try to visit them and do something, small things, to their surrounding people. And then they also meet for prayer. They have, in some places, they have an hour of adoration twice a month, in some places once a month. But uh, there are people who are, are Christian and non-Christian in these groups. At present, we have over 80,000 people around the world who are involved in this spreading, this love and compassion 
beginning with their own home. And then we have suffering co-workers. A sick person, disabled person, adopts a brother or a sister, and he or she offers all her suffering, all her prayers for that sister, for that brother. And that sister and that brother offers all her prayers, all her work for the suffering one. And so they become to each other SS, means second self. And this has been a tremendous strength and help for all of us. I have a person like that who is in terrible suffering continually. She has already had about 25 operations on her spine and her body. And each time she offers every bit of her pain for me. And she's my suffering co-worker. And then we have a third group of contemplative co-workers. A contemplative community offers prayers and penance for us. And we offer all our work for them. And so they have become our new strength. And we have become like a new life for them. And um, this is where this, the secret lies of the blessings that we receive, that our poor people receive as this treasure house of our suffering co-workers, of our contemplative brothers and sisters who offer everything for us, and the joyful service of the working co-workers and the missionaries of charity, our sisters and brothers. Mother, you have a house here in the United States, I believe, where your sisters work. Would you tell us about that? Um, we are with the sister, eight sisters are working in South Bronze, and uh, they have been there for now for four years. And they, um, they work especially with the Shatins. They go around the place and they teach catechism in the houses and bring children. Sunday schools and so on. And this is in a very difficult area. And then they work in the jail also and in the welfare center in, where the people are absolutely no one to visit them, nobody to really care for them so well. And the sisters go to them and bring love and compassion. And uh, though that area, they say, it's a very difficult area, but I can tell you those people are very lovable people because they have, during these four years, they have never been rude to their sisters or unkind or hurt them in any way. And I feel, because we, we always pray the rosary in the streets, and we never enter a house without praying the rosary. So I think Our Lady has taken a very special care of us. And also, since we don't use watches, we measure the distance with our rosary. So when we want to know how far is the place, we say, how many rosaries have you said? And then we know if it is 15, only one rosary, then it must be 15 minutes. Mother, one of the problems that we have in the United States, and I suppose perhaps it's true in other parts of the world, that there are a lot of problems in the family a lot of broken homes and, and family discord. Would you want to say anything to us about what we might do to help family life? Uh, I feel if we begin with that simple thing of making time for each other, 
smiling at each other. If we took the trouble, but above all, the family that prays together stays together. And I think we could bring back into our homes a life of prayer together, as it used to be before. And if we could make time for our old people, for our grandfather, grandmother, instead of putting them into institutions, if they are there to play with our children, to make to somebody to, act, to wait for them, I think our families will be another Nazareth. The life of prayer and sacrifice has left many homes, and people have no time for each other. And so, if they have no time, then uh, there'll be no time also to be happy together, neither to suffer together. And also, I think there's such a terrible rush, and people are so busy that they have no time to even play with the, with the little one, even to, to take care of the old ones. So the old ones must go to an institution, and there is no one in the house. And this is, I think, the beginning of the breaking of the home. Because I think without prayer, there will be no peace. And without sacrifice, there is no love. I ask you another question, too. Mother, we oftentimes hear and we read that one of the big problems connected with poverty in the world is the population explosion. And that, therefore, if we are going to really con get at poverty, that we have to have some form of population control. Would you wish to comment on that? In, in India, uh, our sisters are trained to do natural family planning. And we have been able to do that with the beggars in the street, with the slum people, with our lepers, and it has been most successful. And um, according to the decision of our uh, bishops in India, all the different congregations have been asked to share in this work so that we can help, help the country to control the population. And as our people have said, you people who have made a vow of chastity, you are the best people to teach us family planning because it is nothing but love and self-control. And so that's why they are very grateful that our sisters have been able to penetrate their families and help them to plan their families without committing sin. And as they said when they came to thank me for the sisters, they said, uh, our families have remained united. Our family is healthy, and we can have a baby whenever we want. And this is something very beautiful. And I have visited the families that have been practicing what sisters have taught them. I have seen complete change, a better understanding, and greater love for each other, more respect for each other. There is less fighting in the family. There is less disunion. And because of this understanding love which has been brought in through this method that the sisters have taught them to respect each other and at the same time
to help the country to to have so to say less children but uh, at the same time without committing any sin or destroying their lives Mother will be leaving Tulsa in the morning, but before she goes, we are going to have a mass at Holy Family Cathedral in the morning at 7.30. If any of you would care to come and join with us in the offering of the Eucharist, we'd be happy to have you. I wish to extend to you an invitation to join us. <laughs> 